Hi, guys. It's Juliet Han with the Love What You Do series with Next Stop Crazy Town. I cannot wait for you guys to meet my new guest. I have to tell you, she is one of the best-dressed women. I know all my other friends are giving me the finger because they're like, no, I am. She actually is, and she is one of the best dancers I have ever seen. She is such an inspiration, and I'm just so excited to have Doreen Godfrey on. Hey, Doreen. Hi, Juliet. I am so excited to be chatting with you today and honored to be part of this Love What You Do series. I've listened to the podcast you've done so far and the interviews, and these women are amazing. So I consider myself so honored to be among them. Thank you for taking the time to do it, because I know you are a busy woman. Do you have your quote that you can uh, read to us? I do. I have this quote actually framed in my house, and I love it. It is, nothing splendid has ever been achieved except by those who dared believe that something inside them was superior to circumstance. And that's by Bruce Barton. I love that. And I I do have to say, Doreen and I are good friends. We were in the same town in Connecticut. So I'm just like so pumped to have her on because I have to say she has been an inspiration to me as she raised her three babies. And we'll get into all of that. But I'm going to tell you my quote first. Keep dancing until you lose yourself or you find yourself again. And I just thought, even though I'm the worst dancer, I still dance and it really lightens the mood. It makes you feel better. It's that whole concept of like, you just kind of let yourself go. So I just can't wait to hear your story. Excuse me, mom. Mom, excuse me. Welcome to Next Stop Crazy Town. This is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of this weekly pod. I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little glimpse of my crazy world. I'm a mom of three, and I have two crazy boxer dogs. I will have guests some weeks, and some weeks it will just be me, but I will always be talking about uncomfortable things that have happened to me before motherhood or during motherhood. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this crazy world. Things happen that people don't like to talk about, but guess what? I do. I cannot wait for you guys to join me every week just to get a little laugh. Okay, Doreen, so I want you to take us through, you have a a pretty cool things that you used to do as a child and then where you have your journey and where you are now. Yes, I have a pretty crazy life story that would probably take its own podcast. (laughs) We can delve into that. So I am one of four, but actually I have a brother and sister on my father's side that I actually went to high school with. And I knew that they were my brother and sister, but they didn't know that I was their sister. It's kind of a crazy upbringing of being able to roll with what life throws at you and focus on what you've been given and the blessings that you've had. And my story along the way has taken me through so many ups and downs. And the one lesson that I take from it is that I learn from every single thing. I take it into every part of my life, whether it be my marriage, my motherhood, being a better friend, being a good business owner. I just think we have to learn from all of those experiences. And I know so many people who could have taken the way that I grew up and the circumstance and just been like, well, because of that, I can't have a good relationship in life or I can't get married or I can't do certain things. And instead I look at things and say, no, those were given to me for a reason. And I am here on this earth for a reason. I'm going to make a splash while I'm here. (laughs) They know that you are their sibling now. Yes, they do. 
when did that happen? Because I know my listeners are like, wait a second, I want to know about that. So yeah, so they do. It's it's funny. We went to high school together and my sister is the same age as me. So you guys could put some of that together. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a daring little person, just like my quote said, I dared. And I became friends with her because I was like, I need to know this person. I need to know all about her. So we became good friends and I wasn't allowed to tell her. It was just the life situation. And I was asked not to say anything. And it was after our high school reunion that we went to together after I think we were in college and we went to our high school reunion together. And I don't know what it was. I guess my biological father, I don't know what happened. He just decided he was going to tell her. And I got a phone call that night and it was a lot of silence on the phone. And she just said, I know. And I was like, I don't know what you know. You're gonna have to be more specific. And then that was it. It was a journey from there because that's not easy. And there was a lot of deceit and there was a lot of getting through a lot of things together and getting to know my my older brother. I had an older brother and I never felt lacking growing up. I grew up in such a loving family. I have three other siblings on my mother's side and life was just about love and loving yeah. the people in your life and living it to its fullest. And it's beautiful now that to have them part of my life, but there's so much that we don't know about each other. So it's kind of a learning process along the way. And it's pretty amazing to at this age, continue to get to know people and love them and learn and yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm sure she was probably annoyed at you, right? Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you knew that I was your sibling and you didn't tell. So that, yes. that had to be hard. And you are such an honest person. Like I know you. So that must've been really hard for you as well. Yeah. It's almost to a fault. I'm so honest, but it, I felt like in a weird way, it wasn't my secret to tell, you know, I tried to respect my mother who has just given me so much. And my stepfather, I call him my real father just because he raised me. And I just owe so much to the people in my life who have taught me to rise above all the situations and grow from them. And I feel like that's what I have done. I mean, I found out this when I was seven. That's crazy. That That is is just crazy to take that with you. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes, Kelly Clarkson. Sing it, girl. That is my anthem. I mean, especially this year, right? For all of us. Every day we are taking little steps forward and we're standing and we're moving. And for a while, we're like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to be able to make it through this. But we do. And we rise out of it. And it's pretty incredible. And I believe it's so funny. You said something on one of your earlier podcasts about there are days that are amazing. And then there are days that are awful. And then there's like days in between. And I love that you read it twice on the podcast because I needed to hear it a second time. I was about to rewind. And then you're like, no, let me say that again. I was like, oh, it's so true. I mean, that's the thing with COVID. There would be times I'm like, oh, this is amazing. It's so great. And then I would wake up and I'd be like, oh my God, why is my jaw so hurting? And then I'd be like grinding my teeth. Oh my gosh, I get a little stressed. And I'm okay with the unknown. But it was more about like the unknown for my children, I think, and my husband and my family that I was like not okay with because I was like, okay, well, how are they going to be in school? Like, how are they emotionally? I think that was my biggest thing. Like all the time I would be like, you guys good? Do you have anything you need to talk about? So yes, no, I I, I totally hear you. And I love that that resonated with you. That is is the why I do this podcast to resonate and have people think. Yeah, so much of that unknown too during COVID that I think has brought us a lot of self-discovery, whether we liked it or not. And that's why I love too that you're doing this series because this time for me has opened up 
what do I love to do? What do I really love? And it's when you stop and take a second for yourself that you start to delve into what really makes me happy. I was a cheerleader. I was a dancer growing up. I danced ever since I was two years old. I danced in a dance company. I danced professionally. I was a cheerleader. I was in a terrible accident when I was cheerleading that left me paralyzed for two months from the waist down. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. That is so crazy. so crazy. I, they didn't think I was going to be able to walk again. And there was all this like, what is this girl going to do? I'm very lucky to make the story kind of short that I never had to have surgery by the grace of God, I believe. And a lot of people pulling for me. I got like all the pins and needles, like when your foot falls asleep back in my legs one day and I was fine. But I think what I want to take from this and why I say that is that I went back to dancing and I went back to cheerleading and I was told you probably won't be able to carry children. That might be too much pressure on your back. I have three girls. Reagan was a chunk. She was 10 pounds. I ate a lot of bagels, uh, <laughs> but I had three C-sections, one miscarriage early on, but I look at my body and I'm like, good job. You are a rock star. And I tell this story because I kind of apply this towards everything that I do. And I would love to share with other women and inspire them that don't let anything tell you no. Don't let anything say no, just because you are this age or just because you're starting now, or I don't really know as much is the person next to me. We have to take all that self-doubt out and say, but I love this and this makes me happy and this brings me joy. And it doesn't always have to be so career oriented. And I think that's the journey that I'm on right now. I have had a great success in my life with a lot of the things that I've done and I'll run you through that. But sometimes it's nice to take a pause and realize that loving what you do could also be being a great mom, being a great wife, being a great friend. And there were times in my life that I got so busy that I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't call my friend. Like, how is she? And I didn't send that card for the birthday. And I realized that affected me because I like to be that joy in someone's day. I want them to open the card in the mail or get a message from me with like a funny meme of Beyonce, like breaking it down saying happy birthday. So I think it's good for people to realize that and be okay with that. But I did have such a great history of always going after what I wanted. Like I went to school for communications and broadcasting. So I interned at Fox 5 and I was an investigative reporter for a bit. I don't think I knew that either. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. I went undercover at the Psychic Friends Network and I had like a little microphone in my jacket. It was crazy. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, that's a balls, girl. Right. <laughs> Such balls. But you have them. <laughs> but I was like, OK, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. So I did that. And then I realized the news made me sad because I'm too much of a happy person. And I would come home crying and just taking it all with me. And I'm like, OK, maybe not news. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. So then my mom said to me, and this if this is all anybody takes from my thing is, say this to your kids. My mom would say to me all the time, reach for the stars. You're going to touch the stars at some point because that's just who you are. But then you need to reach higher. Don't just hit the stars. Keep going. 
I literally took that with everything I did. And my mom said to me, well, where do you want to work? And I was like, well, I, I love to read Seventeen Magazine. It's my favorite. But she goes, okay, then apply to Seventeen Magazine. And I did. And they interviewed me and I got this job starting in research. And I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but let's just fake it till you make it right now. And then I found my way into fashion. From there, I worked for Tommy Hilfiger. From there, I worked for BCBG, which I rose to the top, which was amazing. And I was running different divisions there. And then, yeah, I just took that with me until I was like, okay, I'm going to be a mom now. This is a new journey for me because I was always so driven and so career oriented. And I was like, I'm going to be a mom. This is going to be so incredible. And along the way, I loved the journey. I loved discovering that, but I lost a lot of who I was, of what made me me. And once I moved to Darien, I didn't know anybody, like nobody. It makes me sound like a loser, but I I just, (laughs) I moved to a town where I didn't know anyone. It was me and my daughter. And the only place I really knew to go was the library because I have like the worst sense of direction. So I was like, I can get there and back without getting lost. So I would go there and I would literally just put a scarf on, a pair of earrings, something like something that made me feel a little like, "Mm." and it was funny because everybody thought I was the nanny because I have dark curly hair and Reagan is like this gorgeous cherub with these big green eyes and she's so fair and blonde. But I was like, no, no, she came out of me. I'm totally, I'm swearing her mom. And I started to realize that little bit every day that I would put on was just an accessory because I wasn't yet. And this is kind of where you and I had met along our health and fitness journey. I wasn't back in my clothes yet. So I wasn't feeling comfortable in my body, but I needed to figure out what that little piece was that made me me. And it was accessories. And I started my own company. That's right. I used to get headbands and all this stuff from you. Yeah. And I didn't know that you had this. And then also I came and I was like, oh my God, I love this because you have such a great fashion sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I've always loved it. I love to like style my sisters and anybody like people will call me from dressing rooms and send me messages. Remember I had that event with Dan at his company and you helped me. I came over and you were like, okay, this is how you're going to do your hair. These are the earrings. Yeah. And I was like, this is the outfit. Yeah. Remember? I love that. I love styling people. I loved helping people go through their closets and just really saying, what brings me joy now? Maybe that skirt is fun to look at because that was your first interview skirt, but say goodbye to it. Like, let's find what makes you feel more like you, more powerful in your own skin. And sometimes crazy enough, it could just be like an accessory or something that gives you power. And I was so excited to be able to find that for so many women. And it almost became sort of a life coaching thing because they would come in here and say, well, well, I don't know if I could pull that off or I don't know if that's me. And I would be like, no, yeah, you need that. Everybody needs a little color. Everybody needs a little pop of this in their life. And don't be afraid to be different. And that was the thing too. I think a lot of people were trying to fit in and fit this cookie cutter mold. And I was like, I don't fit that mold. I don't have a strand of pearls. I have like the Coco Chanel, like I wear 50. You know, I was a curvy girl in a very fit, thin world. And I was like, what am I going to do here? I just need to feel good in my skin, how do I make other people feel good in theirs? And that kind of became my journey with Vico Lamia, which was the accessories and styling company. And I built that while being pregnant and having already two kids. And that had a great life. I learned how to build a website, e-commerce. I created such great relationships in town. I was able to give back to the community for all these events. And it was incredible. And then I realized I needed to take a little pause just to be a mom and be there for my girls. And that was incredible. 
incredible as well because it led me to what came next. And that was being fit, being healthy, and the classes we used to take together. That was my ladies on the lawn. And I would literally have my friends come and I was like, listen, I'll work you guys out. This is what we're going to do. And remember, I would bring the music and it would be like share. And everyone was like, what the fuck? What is I was like, oh, it's the music I like. Or it'd be like a slow song. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's on my phone. And you guys are like, no, you got to get like it pumping. And I'm like, I can literally tune everything out and just work out. I like music. I love music, but I don't need it to work out. And then Tracy was like, no, this is ridiculous. She's like, yeah. you got, like this Bluetooth and you're like playing like share. I got you, babe. Oh, my gosh. And remember, the guys would mow the lawn around us. <laughs> we were like, no, we're good. We're fine right here. Just make a circle around us. So I did meet the best people from that. And it was such a great way to feel comfortable working out and just laughing about everything. Like, I remember you would talk about, oh, I can't jump because I'm going to pee my pants. And I would. And I'd be like, sorry, guys, I wore the wrong color pants. You're going to probably see a little pee. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. But it was real. We were all real women that could laugh at ourselves and each other. And I think that was so wonderful about it. And surround yourself with people like that, because that just helps you grow. And that made me remember, I loved dancing. And I loved to lose myself in a dance class. And I was looking for dance classes in Connecticut. And then finally, someone said to me, there's this dance class at Equinox. Why don't you go take it? It's fantastic. And I was so like judgy when it comes to dance classes. And I was like, "Mm, I'll be the judge of that. I don't know. So I went in free trial class. And I literally had my Beyonce moment. Like I was living my best life. I don't know if there was anyone around me. Like my hair was flying. I was just doing me. At the end of the class, the instructor came up to me and she said, so clearly you're a dancer. What do you do? What's your background? And I really didn't want to delve right into it. But she said, I'm doing this workshop called Diva Dance. And I have a few more choreographies left. Would you want to co-choreograph? And I was like, okay, sure. And choreographing is like making a huge meal in a small kitchen. It's either going to come out like, wow, that was incredible. Or there's like bloodshed because you're stabbing someone. And it turned out to be a delicious meal. And it was a very successful series. And that person was Linda Cicero. And we started doing some classes and some workshops together. And then we started posting some videos. At the time, I was a dance teacher for another company in town that was very well known history background. And people started seeing the videos and they were like, well, why don't you teach this type of dance? Why don't you teach this to kids? Why don't you do kids, kids, kids? And I had not found something that really resonated with my girls, like a company that I really wanted them to dance in. So said to Linda, Hey, what if we teach kids? And she was like, nah, no, we're good. We're good. I was like, no, no, well, we should really teach kids. I think I pestered her like six or seven times. And then finally she was like, oh, fine, let's try it. So we tried with two classes out of a room that we rented at a cycling studio in a town called Joyride. And we had 35 kids. And by the end of the year, it grew into about 80 kids. I will never forget that moment, our very first showcase. And you came up on stage and you danced and the crowd was going crazy. And I'm like, that is my friend. And this is why I love her. There was a DJ asking people to come up and the crowd is not as fun. And I was like, I am not letting Doreen sit there with no one coming up. I can't dance at all, but I don't mind being the center of attention, as you guys all kind of know. And I grabbed someone who I didn't know, who was then horrified, but then was like, thank you so much. Because I wanted to show Penelope, you know what? Even though I suck at this, I'm still going to go and do it. Don't let your fears get in the way 
day of you not doing something. That was so fun. The crowd went yes. wild. I was on like on cloud nine. I mean, I think I danced like Elaine. You went up there and you were just like, I am just going to shake it. It was so amazing because no one had in that audience had ever been to a showcase like that where it was a DJ and we're like, put your hands up, everybody get going. We just wanted everyone to get out, break from the mold, break out of it. Don't sit here and just clap, but get up. Because if you want to get up and dance, then we're doing something right here. That was the whole basis. And after that showcase, people realized this is something different here. I have the chills. You brought hip hop to a very conservative town, uber conservative town. Hip hop and break dancing. And they were just like, what is this? And it was cool music and a whole lot of fun. But with it was this underlying message of motivation for the kids. At a young age, if somebody can say to these kids what my mom said to me or what Linda and I found through dance, that it got us through so much, just being comfortable in our own skin and the ability to move and feel good about it. If somebody could get this to kids at such a young age and keep feeding it to them, they will grow up thinking that there is nothing that they cannot do. Even if dance is not your thing, apply that towards, you know, trying to be on student council and from there trying to apply to different colleges. Being bold and living life with fire. That's yes. what it's all about because you're going to fail, right? But don't be afraid of failure because you're going to learn from it and you're going to fail forward. It doesn't feel good, but you pick yourself up and you just dust yourself up. You're the one who's really thinking about it. No one else really is paying that much attention. Not at all. And my father always said to me, I didn't have the nicest boss at Seventeen Magazine. It was like a devil wears Prada situation. It was tough. And he was like, that's good. You need tough because you're going to learn the boss you don't want to be. And then you're going to learn what you do want to bring to a team, what you do want to apply towards your life. And I take that from every situation. Even the little stupid things, like I went on a trip once to Canada with my husband for a wedding and I brought one dress, one dress. And I was like, what is my dress? It was a black tie wedding. I kid you not. And for someone who's in fashion, I had this outfit curated to like the T. Well, I get there and the zipper split. And I said, what do I do? Oh my gosh. And the highways were closed in Canada. It was the worst situation. I couldn't get to any stores. Everything was closing. I was calling BCBGs. Like I was going above ranks and I'm like, I need a dress. And they were like, we're so sorry. We can't even get it to you because the highway situation. So I said, okay, you're going to have to suck it up right now. I put on my husband's white button down. I grabbed a cummerbund and some black pants. And I said, you're just going to rock this. And I walked into this gala of a wedding that I should have been like, oh, I should have felt like a princess walking in in my gown. But I said, this is not my wedding. And this is not about me. I'm here to have fun. I was the first person up on that dance floor. And I was like, all right, let's go. And everyone was talking about me. Like, what is this girl? Who does she think she is rolling up here in like a giant white shirt and a cover bun? And like, <laughs> but I was like, well, this is my husband's really good friend. What am I going to do? Just get on the dance floor. But as soon as I got back to my room that night, I opened my phone and I put in my notes and I still have it. And I was like, learn from this. Never rely on the one dress. Always bring undergarments for two dresses. And I was just like, okay, I could cry about this and I could be like, I can't believe this happened to me. But instead I'm going to be like, well, that happened. Okay, here we go. Let's learn something from it and move on. All the things that we delve into, whether they be big or small, we can take that with. And we are being a great example for our children, but sometimes a great example for people we don't even realize we're an example to. And I've had so many women come up to me and say to me, I never thought that 
that I could start my own business. I never thought that I could. And I'd be like, yes, you can just go for it. It's okay also to do it to the point that makes you happy. If you don't want to have a giant floral business where you're doing galas and weddings, but you'd rather keep it small and intimate because you want to know your customers. And this is the size that you're comfortable with because it offers you balance to be a mom and a good wife or all the other things you want to do, then be okay with that. It doesn't have to be on this grandiose scale. And I think that's what we get sucked into a lot of times with social media and the comparison game. Listen, that's life. We all play the comparison game, but you can do something on a small scale. That is exactly what this podcast is about. Something you love, just do it, find it. And you never know where it's going to take you or who you're going to meet, but all those people along the way and all the lessons you learn, grab them, take them with you and let them be on that journey with you. Cause the journey only gets better. I feel like. I love that. So what's next for you? You know what? I may not know, but right now I am living it and loving it. And I may take this in a direction where I could just do more of this, more motivational, more giving back because I love giving back to people, giving back to the community, and I love inspiring people. So I try to do that on my own personal social media page. Yep. Shout out your socials and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and it's my name, Doreen, D-O-R-E-E-N. And then there's an underscore and my last name, Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-Y. Follow me there. I'm always posting such fun stuff. And I'm on Facebook as well. Same name. And Dance on the DL is the company that I have right now with my business partner, Linda. And I'm the D. She's the L. We're always just trying to inspire and give back and keep dancing through life because don't walk, dance, right? Right. I love that. Doreen, I can't thank you enough for jumping on and taking this time because I know you're busy with everything that you have on. So guys, if you like like what you heard, share, subscribe so you can hear the next amazing woman that we have this series. I can't tell you every time I get with the guest, I get the chills all over again. I'm getting inspired time and time again. So share, rate, review, and we will see you next week. Bye, Doreen. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much. I hope you liked this episode of Next Stop Crazy Town. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in every week. For more information, check out nextstopcrazytown.com.